Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is April 3rd, and our chapter reading for today is 1 Kings chapter 2. Now, to follow up from chapter 1, Adonijah has rebelled against the king, and he will be dealt with later on in this book. But now it's time for Solomon to get instructions from his father just before he dies. And so we pick up on the historical narrative of First Kings, where it says, Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. This is a poetic way of saying, I am dying. Now, as you know, in ancient times, as we have looked at in podcasts past, the way a person was cared for after they died in ancient times and during the days of Jesus is they were laid in a tomb. They were put into a grave. If indeed they were to be buried, they would have been buried in a shroud. They would have not been put in some kind of sarcophagus as, or flesh-eating burial grounds as they would be later on in Roman and Greek times, but rather they would have been buried underground. But if possible, they would have been put in a tomb. Now, the reason for that is that as they lay in that tomb, their flesh would be eaten away from their bones. They would decay. And then they would come back and they would take the bones and put the bones together. And later they put them in an ossuary, in a bone box. They would take the femur, which is the longest bone of the body in the leg, and that would be the length of the box. That way, if it was a child, you could tell by the length of the femur. But they would take these bones, put them in a box, or they would assemble them and put them in a niche in the cave or wherever it was. They would put their bones together, and then the next person that was buried would have a burial place as well, and they would gather these bones and put them all together, and you will read the saying in the Bible, and they were gathered unto their people, or they were gathered unto the fathers, and that's the way it was, so all the family was buried together in a cave or a burial plot. That's what we talk about today. Many times in cemeteries, you will have plots, that is family plots, and all the family will be buried there or a big portion of the family, certainly mom and dad and the children, and sometimes even the grandchildren if it's a wealthy family. But these were burial plots, and so it would be said that they were gathered to their fathers. But David here, it is said, would go the way of all the earth. That means he was going to die. Now in the book of Hebrews, it said it is appointed unto men once to die and after that, the judgment. And so this is just an idiomatic way of saying, I'm going to die. And so he said, Solomon, be strong and prove yourself a man. Solomon was a young man and he only reigned 40 years. And David reigned 40 years, three in Hebron, 33 in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem, as Saul had reigned 40 years before them. 
And so he said, keep the charge of the Lord your God. Now notice Hashem, the personal name of God. Adonai, it is translated in some translations. To walk in his ways and to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and the testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. And here's the reason. Not so you can be a stiff shirt, but so that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. You see, this is what God had promised Joshua. This is what all of the fathers had promised. Walk in the way of the Lord and things go well with you. I'll tell you, that's great instruction for us today as well. That the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying that this is David talking to his son Solomon, recalling to him what God had told him. He said, if your sons, David, take heed to their way and to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, you shall not lack a man to sit on the throne of Israel. He said, if your sons will walk in your way, and by the way, from this point on, every man was judged in the kingdom of Judah as to whether he walked in the way of his father David in relation to whether he was a good king or not. Now, often it is said he walked in the way of the Lord or he did this, that, but not concerning David's sons. They were judged by whether they walked in the way of their father David. Why? David sinned. David messed up. I mean, he killed a man. He lied. He covered it up. He committed adultery. A child died because of him. You mean God used him as an example? Yes, because God uses people who are not perfect. God uses people who mess up. After all, he would never use any of us if that were not the case. Only the Lord Jesus, the perfect son of God, the monogenes, the one-of-a-kind son, is the only one who didn't mess up the rest of us have. So that's all God has to do with, and all of it is relative. I mean, who's messed up the worst? But one thing David did have is a heart after God, one that was filled with chesed, one that was so filled with kindness and goodness and tenderness and understood the mind and heart of God. Yes, King David, who messed up so bad. You see, he didn't mess up because of ignorance. He messed up because of rebellion. He didn't mess up because he was not knowledgeable. He rebelled against God. He sinned against God. And we'll see that when we go through the Psalms later on in the 365 Bible reading plan. And so he said, please walk in the way of the Lord. Moreover, he said, you know, what Joab, the son of Zariah, who was one of David's kinfolks, what he did to two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Avner, we call Abner, A-B-N-E-R, Avner, the son of Ner, and Amasa. He was the son of Jether, or Jether, whom he killed. You see, he shed the blood of two innocent men. Who did? Joab, Joab, who was the chief of staff. He was the chief of the army. He was the head of the military. And he killed two men just in cold blood. Avner had just been to visit David, and Joab was so jealous. He was so paranoid, so bitter and full of malice that when Avner came and delivered the northern tribe, of Saul from Ishbosheth, who was uh, Saul's son, who had taken over after Saul's death the uh, northern tribes. 
Avner came and made a treaty with David, and on his way back, Joab found out about it and went and acted like he was his friend and then killed him, and it was a horrible death. And he killed a man, according to David, that was a better man than he was. He did the same thing to Amasa. He acted like he was going to kiss him, like a Judas did to Jesus, and he killed him. Then he killed Absalom, the son of David, his beloved son. Yes, Absalom was in rebellion. Yes, Absalom was trying to take the kingdom from him, but he was David's son. And as you'll recall the story, he was riding on a mule, and he went under a terabith, or an oak tree, and his hair was so huge and big, he had big hair. I'm talking about it weighed several pounds, and he got his hair caught in this thick oak tree as he went under the oak tree on his mule. The limbs, the boughs were low, and he got his hair caught in it. His mule went on out from under him, and he was just hanging there. The people were saw it was Absalom, and they didn't want to do anything. And Joab came along and speared him in the heart. I mean, that is just cold-blooded, and it was the king's son. In other words, he had no regard as to whether David loved him, David cared for him. All he was concerned about was ruling and power, and that became very evident. And so after what had happened in 1 Kings chapter 1 with Adonijah and Joab taking up for him and wanting to make him king when King David had not given that decree, as a matter of fact, everyone knew that Solomon was to be the heir apparent, Abiathar one of the priests. There were two priests, one Zadok, who was faithful to David, and Abiathar, who was not faithful to David, and uh, became faithful to Adonijah, Solomon's older half-brother. And he and Joab went down to a spring called Enrogel, just down the valley from Jerusalem. It was in earshot of the Gihon Springs, as a matter of fact, which we will see later where Solomon was anointed king. While Adonijah was being anointed by Abiathar, the priest, and that had one who had carried the ark in for David, and Joab, the chief of the military, then Solomon was anointed king by Nathan the prophet, Zadok the priest, and with the anointing of David upon his life. And so this is what he said to Solomon. He said, Moreover, you know also what Joab, the son of Zariah, did to me, and what he did to two commanders of the armies of Israel— Avner, the son of Ner, and Amasa, the son of Yether, whom he killed and shed the blood of war in peacetime. He was acting like he was uh, their friend. As a matter of fact, he went up to him and said, Shalom, peace to him. And when he thought he wanted peace, he really didn't. He was going to kill him. That's what he did. He said the blood was on his sandals that were on his feet. Therefore, do according to your wisdom. This is what David's telling Solomon now. And do not let their gray hair go down in the grave in peace. In other words, he said, you better take care of them. Now, David didn't do it because he already had enough blood on his hands. But he said, but show kindness to the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table. In other words, provide for them the rest of your life. That was the way that they said it. Make sure that he gets a provision from the king's table because the king got provision every day. And what that means was that he took Barzillai under his 
wing. And he said, you have seen what Shimei, we call that Shimei sometimes, Shimei is his name, the son of Gera, Benjamite from Baharim, who cursed me with a malicious curse in the day I left because of Absalom. Now, you remember he went weeping with all the people as Absalom was in rebellion. David had to flee. And this Shimei was cursing him the whole way. And then he came and met him like he was his friend when Absalom was defeated. And so David said, now Solomon, you be wise and you watch yourself. You've got some snakes in the grass. And by the way, you always do in leadership. There's always some in the family. There's always some in the neighborhood. There's always some in the church. There's always some in the family of God who are wanting the position that you have and really wanting to rule. And they may act like they're your friends. They may, you may think that they are the most loyal on earth, but they're backstabbers. It is a very sad thing when this happens, but it happens all the time. There is always someone lying in wait, wanting the position that God's given to someone else, or trying to think that they know better than anyone else in leadership. It's always like this in every kingdom, in every family, in every church. And so you just need to be aware of this. And so David says, Solomon, if you're wise, you take care of Joab because he's trouble, and he's going to be trouble. And uh, he killed your brother. He, I know he was in rebellion, but he killed your brother when he was hanging in a tree. So in other words, he has no mercy. He has no mercy. Yoab has no mercy. And so don't show him mercy. Now we're going to learn that Solomon didn't. And when Joab found out that David was dead and Solomon was in control, he went and laid hold of the horns of the altar. And Solomon said, get him out. Because you see, you laid hands on the horns of the altar. If you wanted mercy, you went to the tabernacle or the temple and later, and you grabbed one of the four horns of the altar. And that way you would get mercy. And David said, don't show any mercy. And we're going to find out that indeed Solomon didn't. And Joab said, I'm not coming out. I'm holding on to the horns of the altar and asking for mercy. And basically Solomon told his general, go in there and kill him, drag him out because he's not going to have mercy. He never did show that to anyone else. Shimei, he got his in the end as well because he broke his vow that Solomon was trying to be merciful and good to him. And so Solomon showed wisdom right up front. And in our next podcast, we're going to learn about the wisdom of Solomon. But this chapter is a great divide in the Word of God because it is the recording of the changing of the guard from the mighty King David, the man after God's own heart, to his young son Solomon, who showed great wisdom. And the first he began well, but he didn't finish well. You see, folks, it's not just good enough to start well. We have to finish well as we walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.